This segment is brought to you by Turfmend. Turfmend is a patch repair product developed by a former golf course superintendent designed for professional turf managers and homeowners alike to fill in those bare spots or worn areas of turf. Turfmend helps you save time and money by using high quality professional ingredients so you will never end up with weed seed in your repairs. Turfmend is now available in two different formulations. One with USGA specs saying peat moss and grass seed or the second formulation which has Omri listed compost, peat moss and grass seed. Turfmend is proudly sourced sourced and blended in the USA. Repair the bear with Turfmend and go to www.turfmend.com for more information. That's www.turfmend.com and make sure the reference dirt on turf make sure to reference dirt on turf when you place your order to get 10% off repair the bear with Turfmend. Benchmark Tool and Supply was founded over 15 years ago and have established themselves as experts in the GPS construction industry ever since. They're excited to bring their expertise into the sports turf management and landscaping world. Their recent partnership with ABI has allowed them to bring that knowledge into an industry that has seen the rapid adoption of GPS and automation technology. The ABI Force Z23 is an all-in-one field groomer and landscaper's dream tool. The ability to bring laser precision to ball field grading is changing the way the game is played at every level. When it comes time to step up your turf maintenance and line marking, Turn to the GPS pros who have years of experience helping experts get the job done right the first time. Call Benchmark Tool and Supply today at 866-342-7665. Welcome to the Dirt on Turf podcast. I'm your host, Chris Toppings. Today we have an amazing guest, but first, let's hear it from our sponsor. Netting professionals are improving programs one facility at a time. Netting professionals specialize in the design, fabrication, and installation of custom nettings for backstops, batting cages, dugouts, scoreboards, overhead netting, barrier netting, sideline netting, golf course netting, and much more. They also design and install digital graphic wall padding, windscreen, turf, turf protectors, dugout benches, dugout cubbies, and more. Netting Professionals continues to provide quality products and services to many recreational, high school, college, and professional fields, facilities, courses, and stadiums throughout the country. Netting Professionals are improving programs one facility at a time. Contact them today at 844-620-2707 or info at nettingpros.com. Visit them online at www nettingpros.com or check out Netting Pros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for all their latest products and projects. Welcome to the Dirt on Turf podcast. I'm your host, Chris Toppings. Today we have Josh Glover from Benchmark Supply. 
Um, based out of Raleigh, isn't that right, Josh? That's right. Our headquarters is in Raleigh, Chris. Yeah, and they're uh, and you're in the Charlotte area, and we uh they are unleashing the really getting off the ground with an awesome turf side to their business, and uh, that's exciting to hear. We're gonna hear more about that. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners, and we'll go from there. Sure, uh, Chris. I'm Josh Glover. Um, grew up in the in the Charlotte area, so uh, back in the area now. But um, Josh Glover with I'm a sales rep uh, with Benchmark Tool and Supply, based out of Raleigh. Okay. Uh, give us a little bit of your background prior to this. Yeah, sure. So it started. It started. I, I have my bachelor's degree in turfgrass science from NC State. Um, but started, uh, started in turf really, um, back in 2006 with internships. I had, uh, an internship. My first one was with the Carolina Panthers. I was able to join, join the, the grounds crew there for a summer, um, and got to go back and work some games on weekends as well as, uh, uh, the, the bowl game in December, which was a lot of fun. Um, after that, I, I was back in school in Raleigh and, uh, UNC had uh, they, they were renovating their baseball stadium and uh, they played their they played their season and I think it was 2007 um, at the USA Baseball Complex in Cary. Uh, I, we went out there for uh, I guess it was a, a class um, to to view the grounds there um, and they needed some guys to help on the grounds crew so I worked essentially that whole season while Carolina was there. Um, summer of two summer that summer um sorry that was 2008 early 2008 summer of 2008 i had an internship with the baltimore orioles um up in baltimore for three months uh came back and worked uh part-time at the usa baseball complex and and uh, actually i was able to get on full-time there uh, with the town of Cary, uh there at the, the usa baseball training complex um and from there i, I spent seven years there um I came in as a, a facilities maintenance person uh, and was, was in that role for uh, five years or so and was able to uh, earn a promotion while I was there for, for three seasons after that. Um, so I spent a total of, of seven years at the town of Cary working at the, the USA Baseball Complex, a lot of fun. Um, fun and learned a lot uh, and a lot of growth there for sure. Um, after After those seven years, I was uh, I had an opportunity to, to to join the town of Wake Forest, essentially leading their um, their part maintenance division. Um, so that was a lot of fun. With uh, we had, you know, if it was it got, guys would ask me what I what I did there, and it was essentially if it's on the grounds, if it's fencing, parking lots, it's the whole it's the whole nine that that my guys would you know would kind of take care of. Um, at, there I led you know, led led projects and. Uh, special event setups and just a lot of a lot of different things going on there that that kept kept me on my toes. Uh, so that was a lot of fun, and I spent uh, five and a half years there, um, and then joined Benchmark Tool and Supply. Um, they're they're kind of kicking off a a, a sports surf and landscape, uh, for for lack of a better term, a, a division with a lot of some some equipment and technology there, and. Um, Something I'd always considered was was sales, if that was the next thing in my career, and uh, I, I was a, a a customer of Benchmark and knew, knew, knew some things about the company, so it kind of just intrigued me to jump to jump in. That's awesome. 
yeah. Who, who got you into turf? Uh, or what got you into turf? What made you what got me into it? Really, it was a, so I, I was raised on a small farm. That's what my my family does um, currently. Uh, the 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 agronomic side of, of farming and, and growing things combined with my love of, of sports. I always played sports growing up. I actually played a couple of years of JUCO ball before I went, went to NC State, and it kind of let me. Um, I got into golf pretty well, and so it kind of let me use those those things to into what I like doing and uh, was interested in. Interested, interested in to 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 start a career. So I, I didn't really realize that. I didn't know that there was a career in turf um, early on. You know, in, when you're a teenager, um, my dad knew somebody that was uh, that had his career. His job was working at a golf course day in and day out. And I thought that that seemed to be pretty cool. Um, I didn't get. I didn't really know there was a there was a could be a career in sports turf until I got to NC State. Um, and that was uh, Grady Miller's first year at NC State when he came from Florida. Um, and so that learning a little bit what he a little bit about what he was involved in in his in his career with with Florida um, kind of got me intrigued to do to look into sports fields. Um, he, he got me uh, involved as a student in STMA early on as well. Um, I, I, I visited his office a couple of times, you know, every so often and visited one day and and I said hey is, is there an opportunity for a, you think there's an opportunity for a summer job at at the Panthers I live in the Charlotte anyway early area anyways and uh, he was like yeah actually Tom Tom Vaughn speaking at the TCNC you know in a couple of weeks why don't you show up and go and go visit him and so from there it really just kind of it that that experience um or being able to get in in on that side of things really just kind of drove my drove my ability that what I was intrigued with. Yeah. So yeah, and then it just kind of went from there. Yeah, that's that's pretty neat. Um, you know, uh, I'm friends with Danny uh, at the campus. Uh, he's been on the podcast actually, so it's uh, I know they're making a big transition right now, from what I hear. Yeah, they are. I've, I've visited Tom and Danny and those guys in the last month or so, and they're. They're going through a transition, but uh, they seem to be doing pretty well. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. Well, so let's let's talk about Benchmark and some of the things that they're offering, and like what's new. Uh, what are some of the products? What are some of the things that you'd like to tell the listeners about about what they offer? And unless you run with it, man. Yeah. So, um, what I knew about Benchmark before uh, is it just seemed like a really good company. Like I said, I was like. A customer of theirs uh, before then, and their their involvement in uh, the construction technology world. Um, they're you know machine control stuff and laser controlled stuff. They they're even in uh, into some drones with mapping and things like that. Um, so it's a really a pretty cool space. But in, in 2019, our our uh, our president Chuck Harris kind of he he saw the advantage of of the the ABI force and its ability to laser grade, and it kind of just fit with what the company was already doing. Um, so th they've had the ABI force in 2019, but recently, uh, just in the last couple of months, um, we've gotten into uh, to being a dealer of a couple of brands of GPS-driven line painters and robotic painters. Um, so it still kind of fits with, kind of with what Benchmark has had already been doing, but joining the sports turf world and landscaping world. 
Um, one of those we have, uh, we're a dealer for Tracknology, um, which is the, essentially it's a, you can put a paint skid in the back of a UTV and with the use of, use of GPS and antennas uh, and things controlled um, with, through an iPad, there's a, there's a component that goes on the steering wheel that makes it auto steering. And so once you're in auto mode and, uh, and once you set, you, you set um, two corners of a, for example, a soccer field uh, and it builds the, it builds the, the field from there um, using those two coordinates. And essentially once you're in auto, you, you're the operator uses the accelerator and it, and it goes and starts painting and stops painting where it's supposed to throughout the whole field. Um, technology we have, we're, we're a dealer from North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia with, with technology. Um, and then uh, we brought on uh, Swazi, which is a, a robotic um, line painter in Virginia as well. So um, pretty cool stuff with that. And we also just took on uh, a responsibility of some of the pull behind infield groomers with that ABI offers as well. So a lot of things to and get that out. Thing, and that thing's sweet. What's that? That ABI field groomer. It, it is. Yep. It's, and, and I, I had um, Nolan Thomas used to do some of our infield grading and did some projects with us in at Townaway Forest. And when he and when he was out doing some stuff for us, I would run it around and operate it. But I really didn't I really didn't understand or see the the capabilities I had until I I got a, a demo unit and really just I've been trying that thing out and see what all it's made of. Yeah, yeah, uh, I love that thing. Uh... They had it at the uh, STMA a while back. You know, they were set up right beside Nolan. I checked it out. It was that thing is awesome, man. Yeah, that was the, the Southeast Southeast Conference, right? Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Um, so, you know, basing it on that, what uh, what's your main uh, what are your main markets? I mean, where where are you? So you're in the upper uh, Greater Charlotte area. So what kind of range? are you willing to cover and do you cover or, you know yeah so me personally we have we have a sales guy currently that joined us about a month month ago in the raleigh area um but but my what i can get to in a day is essentially charlotte area asheville um winston-salem and and greensboro so i, I try to hit west of uh, essentially burlington um but the benchmark has um, folks to call on in, in Virginia as well. So Benchmark has, uh, we have headquarters in Raleigh. We've got stores in Concord and three in Virginia. So we're, um, we're heavy in those, in those areas. But for me personally, Greater Charlotte and uh, the Western, middle of the Western part of North Carolina right now. Okay. And so I had another question about the ABI, you know, the laser ball field grading machine. Um, a lot of guys in parks and rec and lower funded baseball, let's say, uh, that they probably feel like that machine's out of their range. Um, from your standpoint, what would you tell that listener? Because there's a lot of those on here. What would you tell that listener about making it happen to have that piece of equipment? Well, the, you know, Chris, um, you know, the, the most important thing that you can, the, the most important important piece on a on a baseball or softball field is the infield skin. Um, that's where all of your play is. That what that's what determines your playability as well. Um, so essentially, it's it's very it's a very important part part of the field. But 
with the ABI force, the ability to do so many things with one operator um, is is really is really where it kind of hits home. Um, all the attachments that come with it, um, it's uh, you know, it's it there's a, there's a cost to it, but um, it is it's well made. Um, it's it's very innovative. They kind of thought through everything when they designed this thing. Um, so you can you can essentially aside from mowing uh, with the ABI force, you can you can you can do grading with it. You can go seed and aerate, um, groom areas. Uh, just lots of different things that you can do. Uh, you know, with uh, and I saw this and I've seen this in my career. But prior to prior to joining Benchmark, is um, it it's hard to find it's hard to find and keep keep staff. So um, the the ability, like I said, the ability to do so many things with with one operator, I could have. If I would have had one in, in Wake Forest, I could have went out with that thing and aerated a, a soccer field and then grew my infield and then prepared a, a um, an erosion erosion issue without even having to bring out a skid steer and do some of that stuff too. So um, pretty huge to be able to do all of that with one one piece of equipment. Yeah. Um, if anybody hasn't uh, checked this thing out, they need to, they need to look it up. Um, it's definitely a piece of equipment that would make your life a lot easier. And the, I use a, uh, we paint fields uh, where, where I currently employed and I'd love to have something that marked lines a little bit uh, less labor intensive than what I do now, I can tell you. So that would be pretty awesome to, to be able to, you know, to be able to have. Um, the, the most gruesome part of, of painting anything is, is measuring fields and pulling strings. And oh, gosh, essentially yeah. you, you eliminate that with this, which is pretty cool. And then, and then the other part too is, is the ability to, you know, soccer fields, they, they have lots of wear and lacrosse is even worse. Um, but the ability to, to shift those fields one way or the other without having to, to restring or, or remeasure, you, can, you have that ability as well. So shift your wear patterns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, that's exciting stuff. I love it. Um, if you had a warning label, what would yours say? Um, this is one of my favorite I'm, questions. Pesticide warning label. Yeah, if you had one that was attached to your forehead, what would it say? <laughs> I'm a pretty easygoing guy. I don't, I don't, I don't get excited about a lot of things. Um, it would, it would probably just be a caution label. Um, you know, not, not nothing too toxic, toxic. So yeah, <laughs> I got you. pretty, pretty easy, pretty easy. All right. Well, we're going to touch on your past career and current, what you're doing now. What are some, uh, past and current position challenges that you deal with today or in the past and on the day to day in the workplace? And what do you see from customers as a, as uh, one of the biggest issues that they call you and have as well. Yeah, in the past, prior to, you know, in, in my turf, turf career before I, you know, joined in a sales role, um, one, of the, one of the biggest things is, is that you bat, that I would battle as a turf manager would be um, field wear. Most likely, you know, the, the um, the constant uh, in Wake Forest, we had, you know, we had a lot of user groups that that really use fields 
um, hard to find a kind of a window to, to verify and do those types of things that you needed to do. Mm -hmm. um, it, managing where would be the biggest thing and then, and then communicating with some of those, those user groups about um, shifting their, their play around and, you know, um, moving their drills around so that you don't wear out a certain spot to, to where it's not going to recover over the summer. Um, I would say that would be one of the biggest challenges um, that, that I would, I would have faced in, in previous roles. Um, with benchmark, it's really, it's really about connecting with folks about, about their, their budget deficiencies and staff deficiencies and, and trying to help, help them find a solution to, to still get, you know, still get at least the same amount of work done, if not more, um, within, within those constraints. Um, so that's what I like. That's what I like about what I'm doing now. Um, I, I've always enjoyed um, infield grading and in carry. Uh, we would grade, we graded all of our fields at USA Baseball Complex uh, yearly, and then we would do three or four at other parks. So I've always enjoyed um, talking with folks about uh, infield grading and, and things like that. So, the, and, and the importance of that really. I got you. Um, uh, our next question here is, what are some of your passions outside your job? Anything outdoors. It kind Anything. of fits with it, Fishing, it hunting? With, say that again? Fishing, hunting, things like that? Yeah, I used to, I used to get into fishing and hunting, but any, really anything outdoors, um, I mean, I, I like a pool day as much as anybody. Um, grilling, I like to grill um, and, and smoke and things like that. Um, but really anything outdoors with friend, friends and family. Uh, I always enjoy time, time at the beach, try to go a few weeks a year as much as I can. Um, so, so yeah, that's what, that's what I like to do outside of, outside of work. Uh, what's the best turf grass advice you've ever been given? Um, <laughs> I, I think it kind of something something I've heard, you know, since I was in school was is I would have to say um, man, managing the the actual turf grass um, is the most important thing, and it helps with disease pressure. So manage your turf first, um, and 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 build the strongest uh, the strongest grass with the strongest profile that you can that you can achieve. Um, and then your disease pressures, weed pressures, everything else kind of subsides for the most part. So um, do what you can on a cultural practice side, fertilization, things like that on, on managing the turf first. And then everything, th then you just manage your issues essentially. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would also allude to this kind of applies to life in general, but um, certainly applies to, to, to sports fields is uh, do things the right way the first time. Um, you know, you know, you alleviate time and effort and, and expenditures to go back and repair something, you know, later on is, is, uh, not something that a lot of folks have time to do. So, yeah. Um, you know, some of the, uh, my, it's really a quote, a quote phrase my boss has on his, um, desk. It says, uh, fail to plan, plan to fail. Man, I, I saw I've been working with him for 10 years and I've seen it every day for so long. 
it took five or six years before it really, I really read it and processed what it was saying. And it's so true, you know, um, I mean, you can plan and plan and plan, but there's still the unexpected that's going to happen. But the more organized and the better plan that you have on your field and with your crew and everything else you have going on, the better that, the better that transition is going to be to in a crisis situation, you know. Yeah, sure. I like that. Uh, I like that a lot. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoy. I, I mean, it's so simple, but I, it, I consider it not only turf grass advice, but you know, just advice in general. Yeah. Um, so you can do you can do all the planning in the world, but something's going to go wrong. And what you mm-hmm. what you do after that, you know, you already have something in your mind that if something like this happens, this is how you you know how you go about it. That's good. Yeah. So what do you feel like from the customers that you hear from? What do you feel like their biggest need is other than manpower? We know that that's the number one thing right now. I mean, that's a problem for everyone. But what are some products that they're calling about or saying I? I'd like to see or we get, we get a good many calls about about the ABI stuff. Of course, um, mm-hmm. the the line painters are kind of just hitting the market. They're essentially kind of new. There's there's a couple of brands um, that have been out for you know years now, but these are kind of newer, uh, and and they're still in that in that distribution phase where they're they're so you know the the brand is selecting their dealers, so it's still pretty new. Like just like um, I, I think it was sometime in June, May or June that that Benchmark jumped in as a dealer for those for those line painters. So it's kind of, it's it's relatively new. So it's I I'm trying to connect with folks that to let them know that that we have have the capacity to to get this in front of them and show them what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. with with ABI. So here's another question I have. There's a lot of problem right now with being able to get parts and get some of Equipment in general and stuff is, it's a challenge. I mean, you can go buy a car lot to look at the problem. Um, how is it with ABI? I mean, with that kind of stuff. Pretty good. We're, we're being told, actually, uh, it's gotten better. Um, we're, we're looking at about 30 to 40 days on being able to get something. So, Oh, wow. And that's, that's great. With, and, and that's a full unit. That's a full force unit. So parts are a lot easier, a lot better, it seems like. Um, and we've actually, we've we've kind of, bulked up our stock um, at our headquarters in Raleigh. So we've got, we've actually got lots of things um, in inventory right now that we can pull from. I've got, I had an order uh, placed on Monday and he's going to get it on Thursday when I, when, when I get it to him. So um, that's, that's not too bad. We've, uh, Chuck, Chuck and the guys in Raleigh have really done a good job of trying to bolster that, that inventory. Now, are there any of the minor league teams or colleges have they, any of them bought a ABI from y'all yet? We've had a lot of, um, I've had a lot of interest. I mean, uh, the with I think the the intriguing thing about having an ABI force and in minors or even the majors um, is the ability to to do some some minor grading, you know, in between home stands, um, warning tracks and 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 baselines. Baselines are uh, if you've if you've graded baselines, they're by hand they're they're pretty tough but you can get this thing on a baseline and and grade it uh with the box blade which is which has saved tons of time and effort um but yeah we've we've had certainly had some interest 
Um, the, the complexes that have multiple uh, fields are really interested as well, just, yeah. just because of the capacity it can do. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, it's an amazing piece of equipment. And I, I, people, I'm not just saying it. I have stood on this piece of equipment. I have uh, used it in a form out there at Myrtle Beach Pelicans place when we had that big demo day and all that stuff that they had. That thing is awesome. I'm telling you, if I was in, we don't have any baseball fields in our complex, but if we did, I can promise you that we would be trying to get us one. I can assure you of that. Um, it's something I, I did, I'd even budgeted for one in, in my previous drive before I joined Benchmark. So I, I saw the the uh, the advantages of it, you know, early on too. Mm -hmm. Well, last thing, let's talk about continuing education, staying informed, using your using apps, stuff like that. What are some of your go tos, and uh, what kind of continuing education you know you feel like is necessary to stay connected in the turf world? Or, yeah, you know, um, when you're talking about, you know, staying educated and, and informed and, um, you know, there's lots of new technologies coming out. Um, the data, data is very important to, to keep up with. And there's, there's data coming out. You, there are apps that will pull your weather data and soil data and, you know, things like that. Um, so uh, the more the all the education that that we go to as turf managers, there's always data given by professors and researchers and things like that. Um, so stay on top of that that data, and understanding that that data is important to you know continue to to be better sports turf managers or turf managers. You know, mm -hmm. um, it's it's certainly important. Um, you know, we're learning. We learn every day. Something's always changing in the turf world. Um, you know, there's different disease pressures and different uh, different uh, weed issues that we deal with. So there's, it's always important just to continue to learn every day and um, and learn about that stuff. As far as as far as apps, there's some. I know there's some pretty cool apps that will you know pull soil soil data and soil moisture content. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll you guys on here soon. Oh yeah, good, good. Yeah, I I uh, at my previous job we had. We jumped on board with a with a, a soil moisture sensor, essentially that would tell us other stuff too, salinity and and, and pH and all of that stuff. But um, you know, the more data and the more control that you can have uh, and get a company to, um, the more you can learn and get better at what we do. Mm -hmm. Um, crazy turf story, something funny. I know you've got one. Hmm. PG, right? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I there's there's a good many. I, I would have to say, and it's it's kind of turf related, but facility related as well. We had um, every minor league and, and complex has had some type of fireworks. And you know, when you're when you're a grounds manager, some things uh, you're not involved in in some of the some of the conversations folks have with, with our department being there. Um, so we're in the daily grind. We're 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 uh, busting out fields and uh, getting things ready and things like that. And you know, when fireworks come around, you kind of just zone out and enjoy, enjoy the fireworks. Well, we were um, we were enjoying fireworks at the 
the complex and carry at the USA baseball complex. And, um, it'd been, it'd been a dry few weeks and, uh, fireworks shoot off behind the stadium into the, into a mulch pit. And all of a sudden oh. we see just a, we see just a flame just come up and, you know, as, as groundskeepers, you're used to being out there by yourselves and, and taking care of everything at the complex and everything that comes up. Um, our first reaction was to, to grab a, uh, a fire extinguisher and we, we were going to be the ones to put it out because that's what we do. We take care of things, right? So, mm-hmm. so uh, uh, one, of, one of the people that, that I worked with, he jumped in a, in a pro gator and I jumped in the back of it with a fire extinguisher. We, we rode down there behind the stadium and uh, <laughs> all in one motion, he put on the brakes. I jumped over the six, the six foot fence and we beat the firefighters there. So <laughs> he was, if, he, if, anybody listen, yeah, if anybody listen has had a fire story that they had to put out, um, they are very intense, I can tell you. Uh, yeah. I, I'm an idiot. I'm going to tell you what I did. I wasn't even paying attention. I've been around equipment my whole life. Uh, I have my captain's license. I run a few charters here and there. Um, I've been around this stuff my whole life. I work on everything myself. Me and the boy that works with the, with me, we went, they were going to surplus a piece of equipment. It was like an old bed edger. So we went and got it. And it started to catch on fire coming out of the carburetor and all that. And I hadn't had the water hose in my hand. I wasn't even, I wasn't even thinking about what I was doing. So I started spraying it with water. I don't know why I did that. Every Anybody that knows anything about anything knows that you cannot do that with a damn fire like that. And, uh, the, and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger, <laughs> melted the whole, <laughs> melted the air filter thing on the side of it. I was like, what, what are you doing? I mean, when, you, when you have a fire, the, you just, you just react, right? And that's yeah. what, and that's what, that's what you did. That's what I did. My supervisor was there at the time and he wasn't too happy with me that, that I felt like I needed to be a firefighter that day. Um, but um, it, I was pretty impressed. And obviously yeah, I, that's what ground person would, yeah, yeah. That's right. So, um, you know, looking back at, um, I always look for the for the fire folks to be there when fire, fireworks come around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah so right. that was a good, that was a, a good and funny story. It's pretty impressive. I, I was impressed that we performed that well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you were in high school, what did you want to do for a career? When I was in high school, I had a job that was. I was an electrician, a commercial electrician, um, and we, uh, I spent summers, I spent one summer, we put up Musco uh, ball field lights at local high school, so I had intended to be, uh, I went uh, to be an electric engineer, I wanted to go to engineering, um, so that's what I li- I'd originally planned to do, um, got in engineering school with Missy Charlotte, and then uh, kind of panned out that I played a couple years of Juco baseball and decided I wanted to be outside and out, out in the field and, and kind of use more of, my, more of my interest. But, yeah, that's what I had planned, originally planned to do. I'm glad I didn't take that route. Well, what changed, what, changed, what changed your mind, that conversation with Grady and that kind of stuff? Yeah, some of the – so I I'd intended to – I think it was more more the, the ability to stay – I was looking for something to keep in sports. Um, and so there was golf that, that was really – um, I thought that that's what, that was the route that you had to take with, with turf grass. Um, and so that's what I really thought I was going to be, you know, 
enjoy uh, life as a golf course, you know, assistant superintendent or superintendent down the road. But um, sports turf was really uh, kind of just home for me once I once I learned that you could build a career out of out of maintaining sports fields and being around sports. So mm-hmm. yeah. So that that kind of that kind of turned me away from the engineering field, and um, I certainly enjoy what I do now. And I've, yeah. I've had been able to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, um. Look, I have days now where I said, "Man, I should have been an electrician." Like when I was doing work in my house and had to call somebody, I said, "Yeah, I can't. I hate electricity, dude. I cannot stand electricity. It scares me to death." It's because I don't, I've never done much with it, you know, other than small stuff. But man, uh, I look back now and say, this turf business has been fun and I have a good time doing it. And it's opened me a lot of opportunities in the sports world to be able to see things and all that. But man, if I was an electrician right now, I'd, I'd, be, I'd, be, doing, I'd be doing all right. right now. It's, it's, a, it's a field that you got to be really smart at and, you know, you got to get in and, and do it. It's not, not something you can just pick up very easily. Which I would have, as in engineering, you would have been making plans and things like that. So I wouldn't have really been doing, you know, out in the field, which is what I really would have enjoyed doing, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. For sure. Um, what's your proudest accomplishment, personal or professional or both? I would, I would say uh, some of the things that when I transitioned from from the town of Perry and to the town of Wake Forest, it was really an opportunity to kind of kind of build a, a maintenance division. Um, there was a lot of there were some uh, there were some improvements to, to be made there. I had a lot had a good a good group of guys, um, but I'm proud of uh, some of the projects we accomplished uh, and really trying to build up that that division and and the team that that I was able to do it with um, that seemed like they were, you know, any idea. I, I'm, I'm a proponent of uh, the more ideas we have, the better. No, no one person has, you know, just one idea. And the, the collaboration that that group took and to kind of elevate the the maintenance of, of our parks and sports fields and, and things like that, um, it took a lot of – uh, support from the top as well to, to try to get some funding and things like that to improve what we, for example, we um, we rebuilt a, a three field complex that had had really just um, it was a it was a uh, a seeded variety turf uh, just didn't do very well and we were able to you know uh, rebuild three fields one of those we turned it was a a dirt infield that was being used for baseball and our athletics guy was like it'd be really nice to have a, a grass infield and so we we turned that into a from a softball field to into a, a baseball field with with grass infields which was fun to do with a warning track so kind of build up the a lot of the grounds and uh build our fleet as well um we didn't have you know some of the things that that are kind of a, essential to to having nice grounds and parks. Um, you know, we we didn't have a, a dedicated sprayer. We were able to purchase that and added real mowers and, and just a, a fleet of things that we needed to, to proficiently repair 
mm-hmm. and maintain the parks. So the proud of what we accomplished there and, and the, the group that I was able to accomplish it with. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, if you could have any job positions, what would it be? This can be inside or outside the industry. What's your dream job? If I had to have, I think it would be really fun to be uh, a major league baseball scout. Heck yeah, that'd be get cool. To be, get to be around, get get to be. I've always been. I've loved baseball and play a lot of baseball and in my in my life. But you know, you get to travel around. You get to you get to meet good players and, and scout their abilities, but also evaluate their their personalities and how they would fit with with the team. And you know. Like I said, do a lot of traveling, and and uh, I've got a, a friend of mine who's a, who's a major league scout now, and I would see him occasionally out at a, a complex that I was at, you know, scouting players, and he would always say, "Oh, so where's the best place to play golf around here?" So basically, you you go around and and uh, evaluate players, and you play golf. <laughs> it's not that simple, and there's much more to it, I'm sure, but uh, oh, yeah. it seems like it would be it would be fun. Oh, yeah, it would be fun. Well, I think the cool thing about it, just like in some of your sales jobs, is making your own schedule. And I think, you know, I'm at that point in my career. I'm happy in my career. My boss knows that I'm happy there, but I'm ready for a change. And, you know, I'm looking to make – I'm self-motivated, you know, so I'm looking to make that change. I would like to stay in the industry because I know the industry, but if not, I understand that as well. But – um you know, some of those things, I'm like being a scout. I mean, I'm sure he makes his own schedule. He goes to ball games. I mean, who doesn't love to go to ball games? And, and then he also gets to know the family, goes and takes him to dinner, maybe gets a few drinks in him, get him comfortable, um, see how he's going to act. And, I mean, it, it's it's more to it than just, oh, you know, oh, he can hit a curveball outside the plate, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just- it's just always something I, I would have thought I would I would have enjoyed. So oh, I know yeah. that's outside. I think it'd be, no, I think it's awesome, man. I, I, I've had some of the same thoughts myself at times. What's your favorite quote or phrase? Oh, man. Um, I, I don't know if it's if it's something that I was taught down the down the down the line years ago. Or if it's some, if it, I don't know if there's an actual quote, you know, a famous quote or something that I that I live by or go by. But um, I, I'm a big, I'm a planner. I like I plan things and I will plan it out to the T. And then you obviously with planning you have to take a step back and replan, right? Um, but sometimes you can you can plan something, plan something to death. And and a quote that I've kind of kind of gone by is sometimes. There's nothing left to do but to do it. You got to get you got to get things done. Um, so uh, I would say that I know that's not a, a famous quote to live by, but that's something that I've always kind of used in the back of my mind that sometimes there's nothing left to do but just to just to get things done. Right. Uh, what's your favorite meal? Uh, if I had my favorite meal would be. I don't think there's any anything better than a than a steak at Angus Barn in Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Um, all the sides to go with it, uh, man. They they bring out some of the some of the freshest and 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 hottest beef. Medium medium rare would be good, um, but they 
all the stuff that that come out of Angus Barn and Raleigh is is really good quality stuff, and I, that's probably one of my favorite meals that I've had. That's fair. Huh? It's a. <laughs> I would have to agree. I'm a. I'm a uh, state graduate myself, and uh, that's where uh, when we uh, when I when we graduated, that's where we went. So I can uh, I can relate to that. That's it's a great place to eat. Uh, if you wake up tomorrow and you won the lottery, what's the first thing you do? What's your first non-essential purchase? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a, about a month trip. I'm just gonna get up and go, and and I don't know. Maybe it, maybe I'd spend a month in the Caribbean somewhere. Uh, I don't know. Just just relax, get away, and uh, I think that's what I'd probably do is is take a long trip somewhere. Um, take the family with me for sure. Um, I've got a couple of young kids, but, you know, if you stay somewhere for a month, it doesn't, you know, if something do, doesn't go according to plan with, with kids and you don't get to get, get to do exactly what you plan to do, if you're there a month, you can, you can, uh, you can do exactly what you want to do. Right. Um, and a non-essential purchase, I'd probably, uh, I'd probably purchase a boat and, and keep it on the lake, maybe Lake Norman mm -hmm. here in the Charlotte area. And just use it, use it when I want to go out there and ride around, or uh, maybe do some fishing, or you know, just hang out. Have something. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Oh uh, well. Lastly, what are some words of wisdom that you like to share for young and upcoming turf professionals? Um, just to just to soak up as much information as you can. You know, as as a young turf professional, um, try to learn as much as you can learn the science side of things uh, and and um, understand uh, how things work you know don't don't just accept that 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 this is the way something is learn how learn how things work and and why they work and things like that you know um, soak up as much information as you can from uh, from your supervisor uh, uh, I've had I've had good good managers that I worked for and I've taken bits and pieces of, of each one of those each one of those people and kind of developed my own management style so um, that that'll help you kind of kind of develop as a person as well um, and, and then um, be be professional um, I think this industry is, is is comprised of a bunch of a bunch of professionals um, and the the turf industry is elevated because we have we've had professionals go before us, uh, and, and act as professionals uh, and taught people. And so, there's a lot of people that are willing to teach. Um, sometimes, as a young professional, it takes you asking questions and learning, learning why things work and and why you do the things that you do um, under that turf management manager. So, that's what I would have to say to just to soak up as much information as you can as a young young person. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, uh, be a sponge for sure. Yeah, there you go. Exactly uh, um, man, it's been a pleasure having you on here. And I want to tell everyone, remind everybody that Josh is from Benchmark Tilling Supply, and they are launching a new turf and landscaping. Well, I think it's always been kind of there, but they're really opening a new division and really pushing this hard. and. You can hear right now the conversation we're having. We haven't had one conversation before today. And as easy as this conversation is going, 
you already know the kind of people that we're dealing with here. So um, you're in the market uh, for some new things. You need to give them a, a shout out on the, this will post, when this post, there'll be uh, attachments to their social media as well as their website. And uh, everybody needs to make sure they check them out. Uh, Josh, any last words? Hey man, it's been it's been really good uh, getting on here with you and and having a, a good conversation. It's always great to you know have those conversations about things like this. You've uh, been a pleasure. Mm -hmm. Well, it's been a pleasure, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again, Chris. Yeah, man, we're gonna we'll, we're gonna don't be a stranger. We're gonna stay in touch. Let's do it for sure. Yeah, man. Well, enjoy your evening. You do the same. Take yeah, care. Man. See ya. We'll see you. This segment is brought to you by MVP Genetics. Mountain View Performance Genetics is an exciting new division of Mountain View Seeds that will focus on vegetative warm season cultivars. They are breaking barriers between grass seed and sod research, development, and direct licensing to sod producers on warm season cultivars for sports turf, golf, and landscape applications. Look for their current innovations like their newest elite Bermuda grass, Iron Cutter, as well as coming attractions like their golf and landscape Zoysia, tentatively set for release in 2022. Contact them today to learn more. Contact Adam at 971 718 4525. Well, that's it for today's episode. Again, I'm your host, Chris Toppings, with the Dirt on Turf podcast. And before we leave you, let me remind you about netting professionals. It doesn't matter what kind of netting you need, whether it's for a batting cage, a dugout, driving range, backstops, check out Netting Professionals. Go to their website, www.nettingpros.com or follow them on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. You don't want to miss out with these people. Give them a call, let them give you a price, They'll take care of you. Until next week, I'm Chris Toppings. We'll see you then.